You're very welcome to the show, This Adult Life, the podcast with myself, Mark Fennell, and herself, Fiona Fennell. And today we're talking about something in episode five. Oh yes, it affects a lot of us. It's anxiety. We're going to talk about how it works, how it affects us, why it starts, and how to overcome it. Or can you? We're going to be talking about that, and I'll be sharing a story how, well, I didn't even know what it was at the time, how anxiety floored me and knocked me for six all those years ago. Yes, and we're also going to be talking about maybe you are not the person who suffers with anxiety, but you may know somebody who does. So just some tips on how you can help that person overcome their anxiety. But also we have a few funny stories on a lighter note to keep you entertained. Exactly. So all that's right here on This Adult Life, the podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Um, hope your week hasn't been as eventful as ours has been. We had a bit of an accident this week in the kitchen, which involved a broken wine glass and somebody's hand. That's true. <laughs> so Mark, yes, yeah, since we were on last time, um, Mark has had to get stitches in his hand from I did. his wine glass breaking in his hand. Yeah, well, I was actually <laughs> saving the glass. So there I was chilling out of a Sunday night. And uh, I'm in the kitchen and I'm, I'm, I haven't, I, I'd only had one glass of wine. I was literally <laughs> just putting the glass back on the counter and it slipped out of my hand. And the way it slipped, I went to catch it. And with my strong forearm grip, <laughs> I, it smashed in my hand and slit this side of my hand. And uh, I let a roar and Wonder Woman arrived. Yeah, gosh. Blood everywhere. It looked very dramatic. It did, and, it was, uh, and you were shouting as well. So I knew that uh, there was something very wrong because you yes. wouldn't normally have that tone. Normally, you would actually even uh, mess and be like pretending well, that something happened. Was? But I knew the sound was like I, I didn't know something's wrong. How bad it was, and I was like trying to stop the blood because it was like a. Re- I mean, it wasn't the biggest cut. It was a deep one, I will say, right? Yeah. But it was just bleeding so much. And I was like, how have I lost the side of my hand? Oh, what's the story here? Can I move my fingers? I can. Great. So thank God all is well. A um, couple of stitches were on the mend, but it was eventful. Yeah. And I was something like, you know, when you're just sitting down <laughs> to relax, because I've been working all day. We were sitting down to relax and chill out. And it was just, oh man, is this really happening? Like there is a lesson in it though, isn't it? I mean, it's one of those things that we can never get complacent in life because we never know what tomorrow holds. Not to get deep about cutting my hand. A <laughs> couple of stitches. Scar to show for us. And a war story to tell. (laughs) So today we are talking about a topic that is quite commonplace. You had a scary statistic there, didn't you? You mentioned earlier on before we got on here. So in Ireland, today we are talking about anxiety. Yes. And in Ireland, one in six people experience mental health issues, which can be anxiety. Anxiety and obviously there's depression and other things. But one in six is, six. is, is quite common and they're saying it is on the increase, which is scary. Now, I know a lot of people who have suffered with anxiety, whether it be yeah. for their whole life or just a certain time in their life. But we wanted to talk about anxiety because like one of my articles, it's it's an anxiety thing um, to do with OCD. It's called OCD, where it's OCD, a better relationship, whether you're in one or not, what is the fear of? But that is one of my most popular articles on my website. Yeah. And the I receive emails, and this is not an exaggeration, on a daily basis to mm-hmm. do with anxiety. So we felt we have to do a podcast about yeah. it. But yeah. here's the thing, as we always do on <laughs> This Adult Life, we're going to keep it light. Yeah. And as everyone who knows me, I'm pretty pragmatic, straight to the point, shoot from the hip. Here's how it is. I'm not going to get all scientific on you, but we will share some stuff. But we are going to talk about what it is, how it works, 
and get into how you can combat anxiety, how you can control it and, you know, ways to kind of, I suppose, get free of it and be in charge of it rather than like it being in charge of you. So that's going to be in today's podcast and that's what I'm going to talk about. But I will say this about anxiety is every human being will experience anxiety. It is a part of being alive. It's part of being human because it is a kind of a protective thing. You know, anxiety, we feel anxious about a perceived threat, whether the threat is a real threat, whether it's a future threat, whether it's something we think might be a threat we don't even know, or the unknown even can cause anxiety. Um, not being in control can cause anxiety. Thoughts from the past of a bad thing that may have happened can cause anxiety, you know, PTSD and different things like that. But at the same time, anxiety is something we all experience. It's only a problem when it affects your quality of life. Hmm. So, if you experience anxiety, maybe you never knew what it was and now you're going, man, I've been feeling a lot of anxiety lately. It doesn't necessarily mean that I suppose a, a condition. It's just something you may want to deal with. Yeah. So I don't want people thinking if I, if you've got anxiety, if like you're listening now and you're going, oh, I suffer badly with anxiety, that there's something wrong with you. No, listen, we all get anxiety. It's just sometimes it can spike and go a little bit out of control or above the threshold or the tolerance level of what we consider more average. And when it affects your quality of life, that's when you need to get help about it. And the reason I'm saying that is because, and I'll share my own story in a little bit, but when I had anxiety over a decade ago, I didn't even know what it was. And when I found out, oh, this is anxiety, my first reaction was, there's something wrong with me. The men yeah. with the white coats are coming. <laughs> What's going to happen? And this is scary. Because in Ireland 10 years ago, it wasn't a conversation. No. It didn't appear. And as I say myself, now, bearing in mind, I'm studying someone who has been researching and studying and, you know, psychology and all those things for all those years. Um, you kind of think, well, how did you not know about anxiety? I didn't know when I experienced the feelings myself. I just didn't connect the dots. Yeah. It, I was kind of putting it down to I wasn't feeling right or it was I wasn't what well. What was the feeling like? It's a slow burner. It's something that creeps up on you. It's not something, oh, look, today I woke up and I've got anxiety. No, it's something that creeps up on you, right? So, I mean, basically there it was. Well, I just, I'll get into telling my story then when I just kind of come okay. talk about it. <gasps> so basically what happened was it, I'm going to give you the short version right but I'm going to give you the, I, I've shared this story quite a few times long story short long story short <laughs> as I always say so there I was 10 years ago running a business as a lot of you know we've a, um, a film photography business as well and um, we're running that business and um, and I was helping a lot of people as well doing the coaching as well as that my two passions as it were so I was busy the business was growing things were happening and our client base was growing and whatever so the workload was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and through the jigs and the rails it was a very laborious pace as in I was working mad days I mean I'm talking long hours early in the morning I mean I was up at 6 30 in the morning quarter to seven in the morning I was in the gym by seven. I was training out, getting home kind of about eight, half eight. And then I was going to work for nine, whatever. I used to start at nine. And then I'd work all the way through right up until I'd stop for lunch, stop for a bit here and there. But I'd work all the way through until I got home probably some nights it could be 11 o'clock, right? Yeah. Or some nights I'd be home and back out to work again. Yeah. But I basically might, I t was working two days in one. Right. It's very unbalanced. Which, I mean, <laughs> you were there. You were the same. And what's interesting was you were working the exact same hour as I was. Yeah. But you didn't get caught like I did. But it's a, it's a lot of people in the same boat even scenario now. Nowadays, Absolutely. especially. So, Everybody's working so so crazy hours to pay the bills or whatever. So but I think you can that's see the, how it creeps up. It does. And 
what happened was I was in that state for a long time that busy busy always always go now don't get me wrong I was doing what I love to do yeah. so I was enjoying it and let's bear in mind I chose to do this I, I chose my career path um, but with, I suppose 10 years ago and you know uh, thoughts of re- you know recession and different things there was a lot of pressure on as well to keep it going so you don't realise but before long your body starts to give you a signal that the body's not happy you know it's, it's working mm. too too much and you asked me how did it feel so yeah. I just wanted to give the backstory that's how I got to this place yeah. so there I was and I remember it was one day and I was in the office and I remember going I just don't feel right I feel so restless I felt like my I wanted to jump out of my skin which was mm. kind of weird I know that sounds doesn't make yeah. sense but it was kind of like what's going on here I don't feel I felt very restless did you ever have restless legs oh yeah right. I do yeah <laughs> I do get it but I put magnesium on because they say it can be a lack of magnesium. They true. Maybe it was. But no, I'm using that as an example. I know, right? I know, I know. So that restless feeling where yeah. you kind of want to move them or yeah. stretch them, they just feel kind of tense. Whatever. Well, I felt that in my whole body, right? Literally was yeah. just feeling like tense. So I didn't understand this and what was going on. And I felt very stressed, even though it was a lot, I was busy. And because I was so busy, I was stressed. But there was no one thing. There was no one, oh, I'm stressed over that thing. It was yeah. just a multiple of things, lots... Trying to, it's like juggling, keeping all the balls in the air, basically, right? So I was just really stressed, feeling like, you know, restless, tense body, slightly nauseous. My stomach was very tight. wasn't I, I was eating whatever else. I was drinking a ton of coffee, which doesn't help. Now, I was <laughs> drink. I'll tell you how much I was drinking, right? So I had a double espresso in the morning. I had a double espresso at lunch. I had a double espresso at oh my around. Gosh. Anyway, I, I clocked in about six to eight coffees in espresso That's a day. Like That's good. how I was going so long doing it because, well, listen. And then I wouldn't sleep. I was up early because I just wasn't, I'd wake up and off I went to the gym. So I was feeling real bad. And I was like, I just don't feel right. And uh, I remember saying it to you and I said it to my mum at the time. I said, I just don't feel right. Because you know yourself, you don't know who to talk to you. Go, right, you talk to the people who are close to you. And I remember saying it to you and then I was talking to my mum because you were like, I don't, I don't don't know what you mean. You know, Yeah, you, 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 I'd never heard of, I'd never heard yeah. of anxiety or anyone talk about it even. Yeah. I, I, I was like you, I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I, and I was kind of, oblivious to it so I was kind of like oh it's just your head it's just thoughts in your head just don't think think or or change the channel or whatever (laughs) yeah to me I didn't know the extent of what you were going through because I mean for me if you want to say about thoughts like well what what do you what do you think it is and I was like I don't know but I feel like my brain is in overdrive and I just can't relax I can't sit still what's going on talk to the mother interesting happened then she said well listen let me let me ring the doctor and see what the doctor says because that's what you do in Ireland yeah. well, 10 years ago anyway the first person who <laughs> rings the GP I don't ever know what he said to her but I know it was an indication of oh medication of some sort yeah I remember going no no I'm not going on any medication I'm not doing anything like that there's no way now this is what I said at the time right and I want to say this to people you know sometimes there is a need for it yeah even for short term it depends different strokes different yeah. folks you talk to your doctor about that I'm not a doctor when it comes to medical mm-hmm. advice but I'm just going to give you from my experience what I said right so just yeah putting that out there and <laughs> um, because it, we're each to their own we are all a little bit different some people need more help than others yeah. and whatnot so anyway so what happened was I said no I'm not going on that because in my head back then 10 was this even longer just over 10 years even but back then, it was a case of, no, if you go on medication, the men in the white coats are coming for you, and that's it. It's like insanity. Yeah. And I remember going on my phone that very first day. And I know it was the first day, but this was coming up for a long time. It was, it was simmering. It yeah. was bubbling and getting more and more. And I remember Googling that day, 
what is insanity? Because I actually was kind of getting so freaked out that I couldn't Gosh. relax. Like, what is insanity? But you see, that's real me, though. I'm the real learner, the researcher, the analytical one, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is a, a major blessing to what I do. Yeah. But you got to reel it in sometimes. Yeah. So it's great when you're figuring out someone else's <laughs> problems, though. It's great. But anyway, yeah. so, uh, but Google can be, I mean, that's it. You have to be careful of Google. Anyway, went on, Google just, yeah. And, and basically, I read an interesting article about someone I know who, um, writes articles stateside he writes good books and so anyway i came across an article he wrote and he wrote a very funny quote and he says well the thing about insanity is people insane don't know they're insane and if you if you're going am i insane you're clearly not because you're in your rational mentality but that's how ignorant i was to that and you're thinking but you work because the coaching i i you know was doing particularly then was helping people on self-development and stuff like this yeah i hadn't kind of veered into a huge amount of mental health side of it yes. so that was kind of why it kind of was catching me so i was very quickly my problem to fix because that's mm. the thing us as men we all do is like the problem to fix let's fix the problem yeah. gotta fix this thing so i kind of had in my head you know what i got myself into this whatever situation i'm in i can get myself out of this situation i think if anything can come onto you you can come out of it because yeah. you brought it on yourself in many ways. And yeah. anxiety is a little bit like that. Um, but it's not all to do with you. It's to just sometimes to do with your temperament or your makeup and different yeah. things as well. I was feeling all these things, sweaty palms. And I remember I remember you saying to you one time, your skin is so soft on your palms. And I reckon that's because they were sweaty all the time. <laughs> I know yeah. that sounds gross, but they're like that natural moisturizer, random point in there. But anyway. So this was happening and here's what happened. You know, I went home and that was fine. And then fast forward a few days, you know, I remember we, I was off that a couple of days off the weekend. Fast forward a few days. I was out. I, oh, yeah. I had a really busy day and I was coaching a couple going through relationship issues um, yeah. one night and I couldn't meet them. You were there as well. Yeah. We couldn't meet them till half nine at night. But yeah. it was like a really... I suppose dangerous situation for this couple there it wasn't it was good urgent. it was an emergency yeah. it was an emergency so it was 10 o'clock at night or whatever we met them didn't finish chatting till midnight it was a long one and we got home in bed at half 12 I am now up at 6am in the morning I couldn't really sleep I think I got 4 hours sleep I didn't really sleep at all went to the gym and I'm training in the gym and I had said to you previous weeks about I had a little pain in my chest. I was yeah. like, oh, I just thought nothing of it. Rocked mm-hmm. on. Yes, we do. It'll go away. It'll work itself out. Famous Irish words. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in the gym. You'll be grand. Doing, I'll be grand. <laughs> it'll be grand. It'll go away. As we always think. Anyway, I'm working out in the gym. And I get this pain in my chest. I get, I start seeing kind of stars. I feel like the blood is going from my fingers and mm. my toes. And I feel like I'm about to collapse. Super feeling weak. And... I said, well, if I fall down, I'm going to hit my head. So I had the sense to kind of get low, uh, sit on the edge of the bench for a while. And then I went into the bathroom and I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I felt really sick as well. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. Just if we ever on the verge of just about to faint. Oh, a good few times. I've, yeah, I'm I'm prone to nearly fainting a lot. So you know the vibe, right? Yeah, so it's that, that feeling. It's like that feeling, but for horrible. me, it's multiplied by 10. Crawl into the bathroom, lying on the floor in the bathroom. And it's horrible because it's a bathroom in a gym. It's a men's bathroom. Ew. Not every man has great aim. There's <laughs> oh. a smell in that bathroom. There's water on the floor. And it's, oh, that's I don't know what disgusting. that is. I'm now lying, lying in this because I couldn't stand up. And I'm like, what is worse? I think the smell of urine, maybe it's the ammonia in urine. Probably <laughs> kept you awake. It kind of kept me awake. <laughs> and there's a bit of a breeze came under the door or whatever else. And I was like, oh, I feel a lot better. <laughs> so if you're ever going to faint, 
get low and raise your feet above your heart. That's just a little tip and putting it in there, right? Anyway, um, so stayed there for a little bit, was fine. Went home, told Fiona, chest pain, lightheaded, feeling like you're going to collapse. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in the uh, A&E. Um, well, not sitting in the A&E. As soon as you go in and mention heart, you're strapped to all these machines, which is, you know, fantastic. You're on the machines. The guy's looking at me, the doctor, and he says, you know what? I'm hoping it's not heart. And he said, and if it's not heart, he said, from the people I see in here, this may be just stress induced. He said, no, we can't rule out there's a heart issue there or whatever, but we need to let you know that. I, I want to let you know that this could be just all stress as well. Bear that in mind because he said, and this is the doctor said to me, he said, the amount of people I have come in here with chest pains or pains and all just different ailments, you know, yeah. um, IBS and all these kind of things. He said, I see a lot of people come in here now in your situation where they're burning the candle at both ends and the condition they're going through is secondary. The cause is ultimately stress. Yeah. So he said, if we find out your heart's okay, that's a blessing. That's a great thing. But he said, I also want you to look at your stress levels as well because it could be stress because I see a lot of that in here. And I thought that was really random. Like, yeah, I just did. I, I just thought it, it was kind of like he was saying it's not hard because he said the heart, he said, oh, because from the ECG and all that, he said the heart was fine. But that was his kind of conclusion. I was like, or I suppose a word to the wise. He said mm. it could be stress because you're young. You know, you're young and it's at your age and whatever. And interesting on that, though, I mentioned this before in another podcast, but like a lot of people now are going through, uh, sadly, breakdowns in their 20s mm. when previously this wouldn't have been, would, didn't really happen in the 20s. It happened people when they're older. More people are going through breakdowns in their 20s than ever before, which is scary. But anyway, went to A&E. Then I was sent on to the hospital. They kept me in overnight. And I remember sitting there because the girl beside me, she too was in for chest pains and she was only a little bit older than me, right? I remember sitting there and the machines are beep, beep, beeping away and all that. And I remember I had such a relaxed night in the hospital because I suppose you feel like you're in the safest place. I remember going to the bathroom and I was like, man, it's, I just feel so relaxed. And I know that sounds mad. You're relaxed in a hospital or whatever. But it was the first time because, I mean, I was working through weekends. We both were. Yeah. It was the first time in a very long time where I had a night just to do nothing. Not watching TV, not watching phones. There was none. Yeah. Just, just looking at four walls. And I found it so relaxing. And I went, and it kind of gave me a little bit, man, I haven't been relaxed like this in a long time. Everything was fine. Stress tests and all that kind of stuff. And I know a lot of people can get anxious about going to hospital and getting these tests. Listen, go get the test and don't worry about it. So did all that they came back fine and he said no it's just muscular i said okay fast forward a few days and there i am i was out walking the dog and i came back from walking the dog and the pain was really bad and i remember lying on our couch in our sitting room thinking i was maybe they're wrong maybe i'm having a heart attack and i was googling things and i was searching oh, things yeah and, duh, duh, duh. what's wrong with the heart what's wrong with the blood what's wrong all this stuff i want to fast forward this story it turns out the chest pain was basically tightness in my chest and I didn't help it by working muscles being yeah. tight. The tightness in my chest was to do with stress, which was all up in my shoulders and everything. If you recall, I even got had headaches in the top of my head and yeah. it was to do with the tension in my shoulders, yeah. which was crazy that this that's how it works, but your muscles are all connected. But through that, it was the first time I remember when I thought I was having a heart attack, I suppose, where in a way opened the door to fearful thoughts. Yes. And what if I'm going to die? And oh my goodness, because I always would have viewed myself keep on going yeah. nothing's a problem soldier through you know rock on kinda, yeah <laughs> kind of like you know batman you know what i mean no even <laughs> superman right batman can be injured superman can't but like <laughs> I, I this was the first time i suppose it's like being superman it's the first time kryptonite is brought into the situation <laughs> and it's like oh my goodness i've never been in a situation where i couldn't rely on myself 
what happens when you can't rely on yourself and your body is anxious and stressed and wants to run away from you and you just like what's going on you can't sleep and whatnot and that's how anxiety triggered in me and that what I didn't realize was that's where all this anxiety it was a progression and a series as those events happened being anxious and then those events happening and what it does is it makes you heightened and alert and eventually anxiety kicked in and yeah that that's that wasn't easy and then from then on I had to deal with different sort of fearful thoughts and I was anxious over and I was just anxious for being anxious some days you know what was the exact reason I was just being anxious all the time and what I realized was it wasn't a specific event it was a series of events and lifestyle choices that I had made obviously obviously being busy all the time that had brought me to that place and I had yeah. to learn all about it and I became very very learned in the field of anxiety yes, and I think that's yeah. why to this day a lot of people I help are people who struggle with anxiety because I came so knowledgeable because back then I dealt I'd gone through it and I dealt with it but the good news was and I, like I'll share a little bit of it we'll talk about it we'll come back to it a little bit but I mean throughout that I'm going to say year year and a half that's what it took for me to literally get through it get over it and I'm going to say, like a lot of people may not agree with this, but I'm going to say this. You can beat anxiety completely. Like you can get over it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you won't feel anxiety anxious again, because anxiousness, remember, is a part of being human. Yeah. But you can conquer it where it's not, it, it doesn't affect your quality of life and it doesn't affect your eating habits, sleeping habits, social habits or any of those things. Yeah. Because for a year and a half, I remember it's like being in a state of fear. You don't, you don't realize all that at the time, but it's like being in a state of fear and almost any thought that comes into your mind you're on a heightened state of alertness so you kind of go what did I just think why did I think that what or if you google and say oh I have a headache and you google and says oh someone says oh uh, Joe Soap uh, had a headache on some blog or some forum somewhere Joe Soap had a headache and it turned out it was brain tumor yeah and then when you're anxious you you read that but because you're heightened you Mm. don't just dismiss it like a lot of people would you go oh my goodness what if it is this yeah oh my goodness and you get so fearful and then you feel down about that and it's, it's the horrible thing yeah so that was kind of i suppose my your experience my experience of anxiety but we want to get to solutions here today as Absolutely. well but, but we will get before, to that before you move on there was a funny story in the midst of all that when you were in hospital so i went in oh there was i wasn't how allowed. did i forget this story <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go into the room, obviously, with Mark when he first arrived to the A&E. So they went in, did all the tests. And so anyway, after about an hour, they come out and they say, you can go on in to Mark now if you want. So, oh, great. So I walk in. And so I, I obviously was, you know, stressed and stuff, thinking about what's going on. Like, is there something wrong with Mark's heart or whatever? I didn't know what was happening. So when I walked into the hospital, the, the bed where he was, he was, <laughs> he had all these like, um, um he was... What what you say? I think it's called uh, electrocardiogram. Yeah. ECG. It's all the stickers. All stickers and wires come from his chest up to a machine off the bed, and I was like, "Oh my god, it just looks so bad." So I I started feeling real faint. You actually asked me about fainting. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah, think of this one. yeah. This so is, go on, go on. I started feeling all all faint. So I I remember you saying to me before, if you ever feel faint, like what you said earlier, you know, get, try and get your feet above your 
your heart, you know, lie down and get your feet above your heart for the blood flow to your heart. So I was like, okay, I just need to get my head down. But there was nowhere, there was no um, seat or anything in the room where yeah. you were. It was just There's no the walls whole, it was just, even. No, it was just it's, a floor and curtains around, around your bed. Around, yeah. So I had nowhere to, to lie down. So I was just like, right, I'll, I'll put my head on the end of your bed, you know. So I was standing and trying to put my head on the uh, kind of half lie down on your bed. But your bed was on wheels. <laughs> so... Mark's bed started rolling and then the wires started pulling from the machine and then Mark, I was fainting while Mark's like freaking out and the, the heart machine is going ding, 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 So ding, I'm like ding, shouting ding. like, so I'm like freaking out going, it's okay, it's okay, trying to hold her. She's pushing the edge of the bed because her body weight is falling that direction. I'm trying to hold her up. The cables are being pulled. I'm like, nurse, nurse, somebody, she's falling down. The nurses rush in because my heart rate goes up through the roof. So it obviously set off some sort of alarm bells. They run in, grab her, whatever else. And they next, pinch me actually and I'm like, I'm like oh like you're pinching my arm and putting me in a chair but um yeah so what happened was uh, I didn't end up fainting fully because they they whacked me out, got me out of it but then they said because you're after fainting in here we now have to put Admit you in you. a bed and we have to test you <laughs> so she now is sitting in a bed a few up from me and I'm like she's up there so Crazy. now I'm like talking about stressful I'm stressed about myself and stressed about her and then they're like and have you consumed any uh, narcotics <laughs> yeah. or whatever else? Think of the two of us were off our heads. Yeah. And we're like, no, I literally came from the gym. I'm going to work. I don't do that kind of thing. And it was all questions and blood tests and all sorts of things. Anyway, anyway it was, uh, I was fine and I was admitted a few hours later. But um, yeah, yeah, it was a funny story. But in it, the midst of it all, it, it, was, it, was, it wasn't funny at the funny time. to look back on. But I remember um, I rang your parents. I actually yeah. got your dad. And I remember saying to him, um, so listen, <laughs> everything's OK anyway, but we're both in hospital. <laughs> He's like, what? And he, yeah, we're both in hospital. And uh, yeah, but we're grand. Yeah. <laughs> what, why are you in hospital? Ah, uh, well, um, I thought I was having a heart attack and she was fainting. But it's grand. Come on in anyway if you want. So whatever. And uh, obviously both parents were visiting. Our parents were there and stuff. But that was quite yeah. dramatic. And it was. It, it was like, it was a Thursday morning. I remember it was, it was Thursday. Right, yeah. Um, but what was interesting was that with anxiety is sometimes it can take an event like that where fear comes in. And you may have never experienced like real fear. Like I had done bungee jumps. Like it's not that you, obviously every human being experiences fear, yeah. you know, like you're bullied in school or chased by, you know, someone because the ball went over the wall or, you know, or a dog's coming at you. We all have experienced fear. But when the fear of I can't cope with this, the body can't cope and the fear of you think it's it's all over for you. Like as I'm like, am I going insane? Am I dying of a heart attack? when that level of fear comes in that can be a, a door opener to anxiety so mm. this is not the same for everybody but it can be for a lot of people sometimes you'll find as you know with children even this particular event um can open the door and then that feeling can just linger until something else happens or whatever else and you know so i remember hearing um, a clinical psychologist say this and they said that a lot of the time they see with kids that kids are like not well they're nauseous yeah in their in their stomach um and they just like they feel like it's pains in their stomach but that's their body i suppose that's just them feeling anxiety it can be sometimes an event sometimes it can be a school or whatever yeah so this can be something if you're sort of struggling with anxiety it might have been an opportunity where the door got opened yeah today's podcast we want to focus on closing that door yes that's good isn't it that is close good. that door like on anxiety that's, a book. <laughs> that's an evil great to happen um but yeah so bearing in mind just jumping back to what we were talking about initially you've heard my story and we all have our own stories but and it's different for each person but anxiety is normal it's only when it affects your quality of life that it's a real problem that you need to de- deal about but rather than talk about anxiety and i mentioned it already 
we need to talk about yeah. fear because if I was to put it simply, anxiety is a reaction to fear. And going beyond that, it's a fearful yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. Or or it's even something that your your thoughts perceive yeah. as, as a threat or perceive as a fear. So that's it just reminds me because um it's kind of like me. I I suppose everybody could have different levels of anxiety, yeah? Well, everyone yeah, experiences it. Yeah. So when you say there, it just reminds me about, you know, fear, a thought produces the fear. That'd be right. For example, people can get anxious about money. Yeah, so I have an example. Okay, go on. So because I can be prone to fainting. Yes. I can sometimes, like if I need to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom You can or be anxious. I can be like, okay, I need to make sure that I don't faint. Yeah. Because it's happened to me before. Because um, as the doctor says, you've got um, um, an athlete's blood pressure, <laughs> which is so low. <laughs> yeah, it's not low. It's just nearly it's, low. <laughs> it's just so low. It's not too low. It's just so low. They're like, wow, you must run 100 miles a day. <laughs> yeah, I wish. But because of that, obviously, but it because can go of that, low. especially in the middle of the night, I have to be careful. So like sometimes if I get up, I can have that. If, I, if that thought enters into my head, oh, am I going to faint? My heart can start racing as if, oh, I'm going to faint now. You're asleep. I'm going to have to wake you. You'll get a big fright or whatever. So those thoughts can start escalating in my head and it actually starts affecting me. And then I have to just snap out and go, no, you're not going to faint. If you do feel faint, just lie down on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a problem. So, but yeah, that's, yeah a, that's a really good It's example. not a massive like anxiety no, but, thing, but it's just something I, I yeah, it's, it's, can relate it's to. It's a really good example because we all have little quirks and stuff like that, to be honest, some more than others and whatnot. But it's true. If you like the thought of, oh, what if I faint and then your body wrecks and gets anxious because it sees the fainting as a problem, a threat. It it, it fears yeah. fainting because fear is negative or sorry, because fainting is negative. So yeah. it fears it. And that's why the anxiety kind of ensues. But the same is true, like when it comes to anxiety and whatnot. It's it's it starts with that thought, you mm. know, something that we perceive as oh that's a bad thing that's a threat that's not good for us and when we perceive that that's when anxiety kind of comes in so we can talk about anxiety because that's is is the reaction but we mm-hmm. we should always look at well what's the cause you know the mm. root cause of it you'll find it's a perception on something it's thinking about something whether it be in the future or in the past it's it's a thought that you fear or an outcome that you fear but obviously you visualize it mm. as thoughts because a lot of times with people who have anxiety they have what's called catastrophic thinking and they go they're walking along um, and they see a child on the other side of the road and there's a truck coming and they picture, oh my goodness, the child could run out and they'll nearly picture the child running out and the truck coming along. Yeah. You know, uh, and people can have that catastrophic way of thinking. Like I remember years and years ago, I when I was a kid, we were going to go on an elevator, uh, a lift, and my mum goes, oh, I wouldn't go on lifts. And I never knew this. I was like, why don't you go on lifts? Because, oh, you know, imagine getting stuck in a lift. <laughs> And I was like, oh, really? Now, I was a kid and mm. I remember going, OK, and whatever happens in our brains, it's like we talked about thoughts there and um, the power of a thought. We listen to people who we see as influential in our lives. That could be our partners or yeah. you know, our, our friends, our peers, um, our parents or whatever, our guardians, grandparents, you know yourself. Yeah. So because she said that, my reaction was, well, if she thinks that it must be true. Now, I think that and I developed a fear of lifts. And I used to go on lifts yeah. as a kid. And then I stopped going on lifts as a kid. And didn't you get stuck in a lift though? And that kid? was it. And that was the thing. I actually said. And then once I got stuck in a lift when I was younger. 
after so I had this in my head okay. lifts are dangerous yeah. and then I get stuck in the lift yeah. now I had confirmation oh there's truth to what was said <laughs> I didn't go on the lift for years, years decades until I was because I work a lot of, with a lot of people who are anxious there's fears to overcome yeah so I knew I knew that I had to well if I'm helping people I need to help people I need to do it myself yeah so what I did was I actually started to and a, a way of sometimes confronting fears is um or overcoming fears is confronting them yeah so I started to confront fears oh the fear of the the lift yeah so what I did was I started to stand outside a lift then open the doors and look into a lift and then I started to go in, and this is over a long period of time, then I started to go in the lift, in a glass lift, and then eventually, and now I go in lifts all the time. Yeah, so you, you, don't you can't even think get over it. But it's a progression, yeah. like it's, it takes time and you've got to work on that. So that was a massive thing for you because I remember like if we were in um, America or whatever, you could never go to like the top floor of yeah. like the massive buildings over there because oh, you'd have to get in a lift and you were like, no, I can't. I know, I couldn't. So you'd be missing out on... And I felt so then I said, you know what? And it just took a realisation, I said... This is holding me back. And as soon as I, because we're, we're, as a coach, you know, whatever, personal development, you always kind of go, well, is this affecting your quality of life positively or negatively? And I put things in every one or the two boxes. And I and I remember going, this is affecting my quality of life negatively because I can't go to the top floor of this building that was in Chicago yeah. and see these views. Yeah. I said, I'm not settling for this anymore. And that's when I kind of said, no, I'm going to work yeah. through this. Now, it's the path of least resistance. It's easy not to. It's easy to do nothing. Yeah. But for me, I was like, no, I'm going to go through the pain barrier, the threshold, you know, go up against the challenge and, and overcome it because your life, your quality of life is better. And here's what I will say is, and it's like anxiety. Sometimes you just got to start to face your fear and do it anyway, because we can sometimes fear, oh, what will they think or what will I do and how will I get through it? Sometimes, you know, the fear is there. The yeah. fear is not going away. Just face the fear and do it yeah. anyway. Don't let fear hold you back because if you let fear win, it's like a game, say, you get a point every time, you know, fear wants to gain points against you. Yeah. So you have to, and and the more times you give in to fear, it's gaining its points on you. It's good to get and go, you know what? I'm not ready to maybe conquer this fear, but I'm going to stop letting fear grow because fear wants to grow in our lives. And that's something that fear is. For example, if you're feeling fearful about, so say like um, a, a big party and you're like, oh, there's a lot of people there, da, da, da. And you're fearful and maybe you're not comfortable in that social setting. I'm just using this as an example. Yeah. And you go to that social setting and it's difficult. The next time it comes up, you may go, oh, no. And say you had a stressful week, so you're a little bit more high anxiety than you were previously. And you kind of go, well, the easier thing to do is not go. And you go, no, no, I'm not going to go. And the reason you're not going is because you're afraid of going, right? Because you're afraid yeah. of whatever reason. You know the way sometimes people get um, social kind of phobia about, you know, being in a social setting mm. of where there's people you don't know and stuff. Yeah. So if you allow that to win over you it'll well then you'll find it harder to go to another event it's like even trying to break through on say public speaking well if you say oh i can't public speak if you take that stance and that belief that no i can't do it change that a little bit i can't right now but i will in the future yeah change it for that and eventually then start pressing in to do it so face your fear because when we start stop going places or doing things because of fear when fear starts to take control of us it just gets bigger and harder and more difficult. So you have to kind of make a stance and say, you know what, even though I'm feeling really anxious and really fearful, I'm going to go and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And actually, you mentioned there about public speaking. That's actually the number one biggest fear of, one. of people. Like, That's is true. public speaking over death. Death is number two. Yeah. 
And death by public speaking is number three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's not a thing. That's not true. <laughs> that would be the worst. Uh, no. <laughs> Dying on stage. No, yeah, that's number three. Uh, no, that's a made up. It's, it's yeah, public speaking is number one fear and um, death is number two. But yeah, so look, when it comes to fear, sometimes you have to start facing it and sometimes you need to talk and get advice on how to do that. But, you know, see fear. Fear will want to grow. It will want to get worse. Like if I say let fear of lifts or elevators get the best of me, God knows what else I could have started getting fearful yeah. of. So you have to nip that thing in the bud. And it wasn't easy because I remember when you actually started getting into lifts, um, when you were trying to break that, your heart rate, like you get off the lift and you'd be like sweaty palms, your heart rate would be like go 90 yeah. or 190. <laughs> so it wasn't that it was all a piece of cake, oh, I just started going in lifts. Like, no, it was hard. It's not to say that it's not challenging, but it's just something like you say, face the fear and do yeah. it. It is challenging. But then it gets easier each time. It gets a little easier. Yeah. And it takes a long time. And it takes regular, you know, we call it exposure therapy, but it takes regular exposure to that thing to overcome it. If I went in a lift once a year, or stood outside a lift once a year, it's going to take a very long time to overcome that fear. But when I do it more regularly, so it's confronting that thing on a regular basis. Yeah. Not too regular, but regular enough. That's the key yeah, to kind of getting get over it. it. On that note, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us uh, for the last while. If you're feeling generous, a review would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. A positive one, that, that is. Nice. And of course, you can make sure you connect with us as well. Markfennel.ie and Instagram and Facebook at Mark's Happy Place. Yes. Because we want to keep it happy. That's, that's what it. it's all about. And that's it for today. So uh, it's a goodbye for me. And a goodbye for me. Um, On that note, thanks very much for tuning in to This Adult Life, the podcast. Have a great week and we'll see you next week.